What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop. On Big MX Radio. Uh, Jimmy. What up? How's it going? Good, how are you? Not too bad. Long, long time no talk. What's going on, man? Uh, just uh, sitting around waiting for you to call. Fair enough. You were fitnessing prior to that? I, I did some fitnessing, yeah. Yeah, right on. Well, uh, um... Well, we're just going to like, this This is going to all be part of the podcast, um, so uh, we'll just start it right like that. Um, are are you James Hansen, are you Dirt Bikes for President James Hansen, or are you Rockstar James Hansen, or are you both? Uh, I'm just whatever. Fair enough. So all of it. Just whatever, <laughs> James Hansen, uh, President of Doing Whatever. Um, pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, no agenda on the podcast, which is usually what happens when I give you a call, but I uh, always appreciate you making some time for us. Yeah, we uh, we go off on some tangents, don't we? From time to time. Sometimes it has to do with dirt bikes, sometimes not at all, um, and, and sometimes even less. But uh, um, it's, it's been quite some time since we shared a hotel room or uh, uh, a nice cold bourbon. Uh, what's new and exciting in your life? Uh, you're handling new athletes, uh, sometimes old athletes, uh, both figuratively and, uh, and literally, uh, as far as uh, the, 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 the 98's concerned. Um, maybe that's where she, we should start. Uh, this time last year, we were all uh, hanging out in Colorado, uh, ripping 125s, or at least Ryan Sipes was, and, his, and you were as well. I was more doing the watching of that. But uh, yeah, the guy came back this weekend and uh, on a 250F and, uh, and actually rode the motos and uh, not, not bad finishes. Yeah, actually, I mean, going back to Muddy Creek prior, too, where he raced 125 against the 250s. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, and on his first try doing that, almost he almost had a point. You know, he was in 16th, going to pass in the 15th, and he fell, and uh, ended up not getting a point. But it was cool seeing him out there. You couldn't really hear it, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. So he came back this weekend on the uh, 250F, and uh, he's going to do Bud's Creek and Ironman as well. 
Um, and man, he was uh, he was ripping out there. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, Ryan Sipes never been lacking on speed, uh, consistency, and uh, and the, the ability to keep it on two wheels. Maybe uh, a, a, um, a trick that he'd like to add to his quiver over that long, lengthy career he's had. But one of the things I love about uh, Ryan Sipes is that. Uh, when Pro Motocross puts up uh, the images for the results, his picture is still that the one that he used for the uh, the team photo shoot, um, where he's standing with the bike with the sunglasses on with uh, Rockstar Suzuki. <laughs> so either way, it's still Rockstar. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that was out at Ocotillo Wells. Yeah, uh, we did a photo shoot out there, and, and and that was a blast. A blast. My hands were bleeding both like everywhere after that week. Oh, right on. Um, speaking of uh, a blast and bleeding everywhere, I uh, come to understand that you've been uh, tearing into a, uh, a pretty fresh 125 from uh, Husqvarna that uh, got dropped off. Uh, actually, it's, it's going back a few months now. Uh, you've been enjoying that thing and even uh, uh, had a crack at uh, at least, have you done two of the, uh, the 125? Yeah, yeah. yeah, two of those races. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh, your experiences and uh, uh, mixing gas, hauling ass and everything that goes along with that. Yeah, I think I got the 120, I only got the 125, like, like a month ago, ago, maybe five five weeks ago, I, I can't remember, I, like it was right, I feel like it was only two weeks before High Point. Okay, I think that's actually correct, yeah. Um, either that or I had already had it, and I was on the West Coast for two weeks, and I had two weeks to get ready for High Point. Yeah, I think, I probably had it longer than that, but I was on the West Coast for a while, right. but, um, yeah, I mean the stock Husky 125 rips. I mean it's it's uh it's the best one I've ever ridden for sure. I've, I mean obviously I've ridden two strokes my whole life. I never really stopped so, um, and I mean let's be honest. I, I think there's probably some. I don't I don't know if I want to use the word cheater bikes in the 125 races, but the <laughs> um, 150s. Not, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, a lot of people tell me oh, some of those ones sound different, but um, that stock Husky can pull a top 10 start against the, what, the, all those guys any time, honestly. Yeah. Um, you hit your shift points, right? So it's, it's pretty impressive. For sure. And just uh, the, the, the total, like, uh, it's just fun. Like riding a 125, wringing its neck, uh, pushing the bike, uh, having to do, use all kinds of body English, dancing on the shifter, the whole nine yards. Um, it's, uh, you, you're, you, it, I, honestly, uh, 125 doesn't even tire you out like crazy. I know you're a super fit guy, uh, and I find myself uh, pretty bagged after uh, 8, 10 laps on a 252 stroke. But uh, other than maybe a tired clutch finger, um, yeah, 125 is uh, pretty easy to ride you know what honestly i i think i get more tired on the 125 than i do on my 252 stroke honestly really? okay i was noticing because I, I was riding the 250 for uh like just for doing a bunch of motos before high point um but then it ended up having to go back um but i i've been noticing that i get i get more tired on the 125 because you're you're just doing so much more and then i did a race at weinert jimmy weinert a couple weeks ago and it you know, obviously, I was only 125 on the line in the age classes, so it was it was kind of frustrating, and, and I was overriding the crap out of it. Oh yeah, I imagine <laughs> over jumping everything, and and this. I mean, and then I got frustrated, and and uh, but it it was a good it was a good weekend, and then I mean, I drove all night from Muddy Creek 
to come home and, and get and go straight to Weinert. So um, it was cool to get some sand time in before Southwick. And uh, but I, I left there frustrated. But you know, I just I was overusing my clutch, and and I kind of learned from it, and uh, made sure not to do that at Southwick. So it was kind of beneficial. For sure, and uh, like so, when you went to this local race or when you were in Jimmy's place, uh, you're down on power, you're down on sleep, and most likely down on patience, uh, but still got the job done. Had some fun out there, twisting the throttle, getting that throttle therapy, um, and and that uh, the time spent on the bike uh, translates into um, just just more time being able to enjoy the sport you love and uh, a little bit of knowledge going into Southwick, which uh, like I know riding a 125 was is fun, but it didn't look like anything about riding that, uh, that Southwick track was fun, but maybe you can, you can, uh, like you can convince me otherwise. Um, honestly, I wish, I wish our moto was like three times longer because with, with the short amount of practice, um, and just trying to learn the layout, you know, and then being back on the line 25 minutes later, um, you know, I started to find more things on the last lap of the race. And, uh, you know, I thought, I think Southwick is a really, really fun track, honestly, because especially if you have time to ride around out there, because you can be so creative. Like it's like a, it's like a canvas, you know, and you're the artist, like you can, you can find bumps here and there. And and there's, there's so much you can find and figure out if you could put it all together in one lap, you know, it'd be incredible. For sure, and uh, I'm sure uh, throughout the the race, it's a, it's a short one. You probably didn't do any uh, any two sections uh, the same twice. Yeah, I mean a couple of them, like some of the tight insides, which the tight insides were the tightest corners were, were the braking bumps coming into them were nothing I've ever seen. I mean, it it's weird the way the soil is there. It doesn't you know they're not like normal sand braking bumps that are soft. They're like hard packed, peaky looking things, you know, that you can actually frame case going in, you know, into the berm. And, and, uh, I think that's why so many people were falling. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, most of the people that were falling were doing it right in front of me. So I, <laughs> I, uh, I basically got in three or four pileups without ever going down, but I had to stop a lot. And, uh, <laughs> it was, it was an interesting motto. Uh, unfortunately I was, I was wearing the, um, you know, a helmet camera from Vital, and, and so it would have been a cool thing to put together, I don't know, for MX Sales, but um, it, it didn't record for some reason, so. Really? Uh, he told me this last weekend at Redbud that he was like, uh, he was like, I was going to tell you I have some good news and bad news. There's no good news. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good news. Uh, I mean, that, that, there were some things I was looking forward to, like, you know, just the practice laps, like putting a whole a lap together, you know, that that's great. Con- that'd be such good content. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah, like that's you know, uh, super, it, it super gnarly. Um, but then I just wanted to get the footage from the moto too, and just you know, just for one thing, to put all the crashes that were in front of me together. But like, just to get some screen grabs, like of the ruts going up this one hill, where I mean, you could you could almost hear your foot pegs scraping going through there. Hmm. But you know, obviously the fast, you, but it was kind of on a, on the face of something, but it wasn't really a jump, but it was a. I love that those kind of screenshots are so cool with all the reps going across that, you know, they're foot peg deep and, and, uh, just to look back and, and kind of reminisce on that, that section. Cause I actually, I was enjoying that section for some reason. 
For sure. And it, like, I can't imagine myself charging into those sections. I guess you kind of just have to have faith in that, that if you commit to a line, it's going to be, it's going to be all right. But there's a lot of people who look at a situation like that and, uh, they want to hook left or right. They don't want to, they don't even want to head through that section. That's the funny thing is it's so easy if you just let it do what it wants to do. You know, if you just let the bike go and just go straight ahead and hold it open, I mean, the faster you're going, the easier it is. And, and 999 times out of a thousand, like your bike's going to do the right thing. But when you start looking down and trying to oversteer something that's already automatically steering, that, that's what happens. That's why you swap or, or, you know, fall in a corner. You know, if you're, if you're in a corner going through a rut, you're just oversteering. I mean, your bike will steer perfect, but you look down and try to turn, you know, it's, it's just a automatic vision thing. So, oh, um, right. I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know that, that track for some reason, I just went in there with a really good attitude. And, and even though like, there were several things that didn't go my way um, that were out of my hands. It, I had a really good time exploring it. I just, like I said, I wish it could have been much, much longer. For sure. Uh, and getting back to your point there, like that's one thing my dad told me when I was growing up racing. He's like, never shy away from deep ruts because if it's a deep rut, good, good chance that that, uh, the only way that thing got there is by hundreds of bikes ripping a, ripping through that exact same spot so if those guys can do it so can you um rather you know what i mean like there's a reason why those yeah, lines are there sure. yeah it's true and rest is a thing that i think that sometimes you just need to do over and over and over and over and over because i mean it's something that i fight with every time i ride is it's just the nature it's just nature to look down at what you're doing you know yeah and uh so you have to just not do it and and the more you just do it the more it becomes second nature but you know with the amount of time I'm able to ride, I I seem to forget every 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 week or two. <laughs> well, fair enough. Every once in a while, that you do have a a generous gap between the times you're able to get your throttle therapy. But yeah, if you're able to uh, look far down the highway, uh, and uh, you'll 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 drive nice and straight rather than looking at the hood of the car, and you'll be going side to side. But uh, uh, how many how many more of these 125 races are on your schedule? And uh, is there like a qualification for the final one in Ironman? How does that work? Um. Washougal's the next one, and, and there is actually a qualifier on Friday before the race on Saturday, but uh, that's, I mean, that's where the 125 whole, this whole thing started. So yeah, with kind Joey. Of big up there, but, um, yeah, with Joey Lancaster. Um, but, yeah, and I'm, I'm planning on, I'm definitely doing Buds because I drive to that one already, okay. so I'm going to fly my dad out for a couple weeks. Nice. Um, and then uh, Ironman, I think, uh, I think I'm already in for that. I was told I'd be good, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll ride Ryan's Pipes bike there actually because he's going to be racing the 250s. Nice. Um, so, so I got I got those two covered, and I'm working on Washougal. So. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. So uh, possibly three more, and uh, so like the, like. Um, I, I got to imagine a, a weekend like like because you're already busy a guy. Obviously, you work for Rockstar and and busy with the the Husqvarna team. Uh, how much busier is a week where uh, you you end up spinning laps yourself? And uh, it, it it's not a huge time commitment, but it is a time commitment. Like, are you just standing in your your soggy uh, boots and uh, and bottom gear uh, on the podium for the first moto of the day, or what's happening there? Oh yeah, you know that actually happened once. Um, it was at the first one at Washougal. Everything happened pretty quick, and, and uh, I didn't – I mean, it was the first one they ever did at the National. And, and right. And it was between motors too, right? Podium. Yeah. I ended up – so it was, it was a quicker turnaround. And so I ended up back at the 
at the podium still wearing my boots and pants. I just put on a t-shirt and hat. And uh, there's actually, there's a picture somewhere of me wearing my gear, handing Alex Martin his podium stuff. Uh, I remember seeing that, yeah. Pretty, pretty funny. (laughs) Good. No kidding. Well, uh, it's good to see that you're uh, you're active within the sport as far as the support level as well as active as on the athletic level. And uh, speaking of ath- athletics, uh, you are a guy who uh, not only loves to ride your motorcycle but also train to ride your motorcycle. Um, what's the training regime look like these days? Running, rowing, uh, what don't you do, man? Rock climbing, swimming, what don't you do? Um. Uh, I can swim, and I've done some rock climbing, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's not even training for the motorcycle, honestly. I mean, it helped because uh, I think it, 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 it helped me get back into shape in two weeks as best I could for high point, which I don't think, you know, without the, the base cardio already, I think that it's a little bit more difficult. Right. Uh, but honestly, I just do it for the numbers. I, I it just, I have goals, and I love stats and I, you know, I can't race every weekend anymore, like, like growing up. So it's, it's like, I'm so competitive, but with nothing to compete and you'll go crazy. So I literally just compete against myself every day, whether, it's, you know, setting rec like personal records or, or, you know, doing foot races or whatever. I just, just the numbers, man, honestly, and, and the goals for the year. Well, fair enough, and then this isn't the first time that you've had uh, matching 125 250s, and uh, regrettably to re- report that your 250 is no longer in your possession. Uh, back in the day, 125 250 Yamahas with the uh, the the 296 uh, emblazoned on the front. Uh, yeah, like you, you've you've been uh, you've been running that setup for a while. Yeah, the uh, the NCY Yamahas. Um, that was. Uh... Every everyone did 125 and 250 back then. I mean, the majority, you know, like even in the the B class, yeah, everyone did 125 and 250. And then when I raced arena cross, it was 125 and 250. Like there were two different main events. You had to qualify for both. Yeah, exactly. And you would do 125 main. There would be a 50 race as you were on the line for the 250 main. So you'd do 20 laps on the 125 and then 25 on the 250. And and it was so cool doing them that way back then. Um, but yeah, I just. Man, every time it comes down to it, I end up riding a two-stroke. I, it, apparently, uh, it's stuck. Like, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Like, it is two-stroke Tuesday after all. Uh, and actually, in the in the Canadian Nationals, the only way that you could be crowned Canadian champion is if you had the no, the total number of points, uh, the most total points between the 125 and the 250. And that that's what I grew up on seeing, like John oh, Sebastian cool. Waugh and uh, and and Blair Morgan have like matching 125 250s so that that to me was just like a natural progression that one day you'd have a matching set of two strokers yeah that's actually i don't i don't know if i knew that i don't recall that that's uh that's awesome. Yeah. No, I wish they would go back to that. I think that would actually add some depth to the current series. Uh, not to say that there's not a ton of talent um, in Canada, but uh, backwards of like eighth, ninth place, it does kind of get a little bit thin. Uh, so if you were to smash those two classes together, uh, make those 250 guys grab 450s and, and make those 450 guys grab 250s, then you might have you might see some battles all the way back. But uh, maybe in 2018, with how, uh, with how soft people are, uh, maybe four motos of uh, of 30 minutes or longer is too much to ask nowadays, James. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think probably it is. <laughs> four 30-minute <laughs> motos. I mean, I think that uh, 
I don't know. I think people would be dropping off. I imagine. A lot. I mean, I think it would, it would open the door for some people that are just idiots like me that are in super, <laughs> that work out way too much. Yeah. They have nothing better to do. Endurance athletes okay. would all so, of a sudden become yeah, motocross exactly. champions. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah. You know, the guy you never heard of is, is getting fourth place. Yeah. Canadian national champion, James Hansen. <laughs> just rocking in my the, spare time. The, 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 the dirt bikes for president, uh, logo emblazoned on your helmet um and so yeah let's talk a little bit about uh dirt bikes for president a uh, a clothing line a lifestyle and uh and a way to uh kind of just approach things in a lot of ways it's it's not just uh, a hat that you wear it's uh it's kind of like a um just a, a way to be uh tell me a little bit about dirt bikes for president for those who haven't listened to the other four times i had you on the podcast <laughs> it's uh it's just about i mean quite simply just about riding a dirt bike having a good time with your buddies and and uh you know not talking shit honestly you know not getting on message boards not flipping marvin moose can off at at redbud you know like being positive and and what you know we grew up loving this and doing it for fun and it was always a positive thing i mean your dad would walk in the in the room at 3 a.m to drive to a race and you would jump out of bed and almost hit your head on the ceiling like acting like you were already awake Totally. No, yeah. I, I, you can't get me out of bed for work, but uh, uh, a three-hour drive to uh, a track that's not watered, heck, I'm up. I'm going. Let's exactly. Do it. So why can't we be that enthusiastic still? You know, that's what it's about. Like, I love yeah. going and seeing my friends and, and just riding dirt bikes. You know, it's fun. And then there just happens to be apparel. So it's a, yeah. it's a lifestyle company that has apparel, I guess. I don't know. Well, that, that's how you kind of represent that brand. Is if you agree with the the idea that uh, you're going to pop out of bed at uh, at, at three four o'clock in the morning, like you're uh, like you're about to get some throttle therapy, then uh, then you, you can you can kind of represent that by wearing either the uh, the all black hat with the the white snapback. That's my particular favorite. You happen to wear the uh, hashtag Dirt Bikes for President red with the. Uh, uh, Rockstar patented uh, logos under the brim. Most the bill. Don't, yeah. yeah, under the bill, <laughs> the, like the under the bill ad space that uh, that Rockstar basically uh, pioneered. Or uh, and it's honestly, I'm surprised that I don't have it yet, and I'm literally going to order it right now. Is the Dirt Bikes for President coffee mug for those uh, oh. who who enjoy their their coffee in the morning? Are those still available? Can I add that to my cart right now? Yeah, you can. Yeah, uh, or yeah I just, okay. I honestly like. I, I've just, like I said, it's it's a fun thing. So, I've just like every now and again, I just make random stuff like coffee cups or bottle openers. Like I'll just come across something and be like, ah, this, you know, I can add it to the store. And so, like, I really, you know, invest in in, you know, a lot of product. But uh, I actually, shirts were gonna come out soon, and then I got hit with some past medical bills that just showed up out of nowhere, and, oh, and so those went on hold for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. From my collarbone last year, I, I just got a bill. I was like, oh, that was like, that's no fun. Twelve months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's showing up rather late, um, but that's okay, I guess. Not really, but um, yeah. So like, <laughs> uh, like the dirt bikes for president. Go there. Go to the website. It's uh, that dirt bikes for president homepage you can go through the entire collection it's right on the homepage whether it's the coffee mug the lanyard the socks i need i need two pairs of socks um so comfortable dude they are like and like the thing is 
the only way that you uh, end up going like wearing through them is the fact that you love them so much that you keep wearing them all the time. That's why I'm going to get two yeah. pairs. And Those are fuel clothing, by the way. What's that? Those are fuel oh, yeah. clothing. Yeah, fuel clothing uh, makes those for you. Absolutely cool. Uh, when you put them on the right feet, your your feet literally say dirt bikes on the bottom. Uh, they, they, they look bitchin'. I, ha- I happen to actually wear them often while I'm riding because they are long enough on the top that I can stretch them up to where my, uh, my knee brace socks meet uh, my regular socks. Um, maybe perhaps someone needs to make socks that go from like your mid-thigh down to your uh, feet. Maybe that already exists. Maybe that's an idea. That yeah, it does. It, yeah, it's it a does. Thing. I, Alpine Stars. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Need to talk to somebody over at Alpine Stars then. Okay, so, so far I've got uh, a sticker pack, two pairs of socks, a coffee mug, and a hat. So let's go ahead and check out here. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, a good demonstration for sure like uh there's not video coming along but if anyone's listening to this they're probably pretty stoked to listen to i feel like uh, i'm watching i feel like i'm watching an infomercial so you're doing a pretty good job yeah it's not bad and it's 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 kind of like a it's a it's a dirt bikes for president documentary really is what it is yeah uh, yeah Abbreviated version. Yeah, so totally. This is the the Coles notes uh, of, of of purchasing dirt bikes for president apparel uh, on uh, on your 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 uh, laptop while you uh, do podcasts. So, um, yeah. Next thing I wanted to talk to you about, mainly because I neglected to talk to uh, about it with Dave Drakes of the Collective Experience, great guy Dave Drakes, uh, and I think he's a fan of yours as well. Um, yeah, uh, was the uh, this last weekend uh, or this the, yeah this last weekend Sunday? I ca- I I raced home uh, on the weekend so that I could watch three hours of forty five seconds of bike jumping. What were your thoughts on <laughs> uh, on, on Travis Pastrana uh, jumping things we all knew he could? I uh, yeah I I. Kind of rushed home. Well, I got home earlier. It was a Sunday after a race, so I went into a coma for a little bit, and then I, <laughs> I woke up, um, and I, you know, I was struggling to stay awake just because I was on tired Sunday. But yeah, yeah, it was really spread out. Um, I, I knew I it would be it was though. Cool. But, yeah, like... I still think it was really cool. I'm like, I, I mean, obviously it's different than when Evil did it because he can test and 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 practice and move ramps. Where I think Evil was pretty much for the most part maybe trying it for the first time there at the event. Yeah. Like um, had never actually I, seen the ramp or maybe even the bike that he's riding that particular evening. Yeah. Um, so I think he obviously had an advantage there and, and, you know, newer equipment, but like, I mean, I was nervous. It's, that's a long way mm-hmm. and it's not a dirt bike. You know what I mean? Like no, no matter what you're, you're, you know, you're riding like a street driven motorcycle yeah, and jumping 192 feet. I mean, it was a flat track bike, right? But like, but still. Yeah, like it, it think, did have motocross bars and a works connection perch because it has to. Um, and uh, I think the pegs were maybe moved slightly to to make them a little bit more comfortable for jumping the thing. But to be honest, like it's it's still jumping a a 300 plus pound uh, V twin. That's it's not going to fly. 
the same way a dirt bike does. Like if you're you if you've jumped a dirt bike a million times, how many times have you jumped a V twin? Like it's just gonna be feel different. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I was I was impressed with the, how easy the, the uh, Travis made them look. Uh, all of which, like I think it was it was uh, smart of them to not mention that uh, Travis jumped over 207 feet when he was 14 years old on an RM125. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, uh, actually, I don't think it helped them at all that they kept showing the double backflips and the variations oh, yeah. of double backflips that he's capable of. Like maybe if they made him seem less capable, this it would have seemed a little bit more uh, re- like kind of, I don't know, but y- you know what I mean. Just for the people who don't know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's just one of those things where, uh, and, like, I, I, I don't know what was more entertaining, the, the, the meteorologist or the, the, the announcer guy that was clearly uh, uh, doing nose candy between lines. Like, that guy was sweating through his shirt. It was amazing. I, uh, I think the meteorologist. I, <laughs> I've With never the seen five mile like an hour. He was fired up. Yeah, she was pumped yeah. on that every single mile of that yeah. five mile an hour wind, like yeah, and 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 when she tried to show us uh, how hot the the like the the asphalt was, and you actually couldn't see anything on the little radar gun that she showed you with, <laughs> that was priceless. I loved that. Um, what was the other, and like and then uh, Bill Goldberg comes on wearing sunglasses from 1993. Oh, yeah. That was the best. I think like the how Johnny Knoxville kept somewhat of a straight face during that portion was incredible. Um, his face was hilarious the whole time. He was just kind of yes. sitting there with his mouth open. <laughs> he he was, and then of course Kerry uh, Hart wearing a extra schmedium because uh, clearly the guy has been. Uh, um, Maybe he's taking all of the uh, performance-enhancing drugs that all the motocross racers are not taking because, yeah, that guy's looking ripped. Oh, it looks like, yeah. That, no, that might have been an extra large shirt, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see how his neck looked? I barely recognized him. Yeah, yeah I like, barely at first I was like... Him, he's obviously been spending some time in the gym. Yeah, like, especially, because, like, obviously, like, over the last, like, he's a full-grown man now, but if you want, look at, like, the size of him when he was... Uh, like filming, like uh, um, like the original, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Fresno Smooth. Like he looks, he, he's pencil neck in that. Oh, video, yeah. in that video. Yeah, yeah. Movie, whatever you want to call it. Like that. That was. I, I think that. Like I, I, I can't remember who I thought he was the first time I saw it. I'm like, they got an MMA guy in there. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. But Fresno Smooth was the best movie of all time. Oh, absolutely. About it. I was actually. I mean, what movie? What full-length feature film have you watched more times than that? Um, maybe only Forrest Gump because it's on uh, TBS, the Superstation, every other three days. Uh, but, I mean that's that's a long movie too. That's that's pretty. You, oh, yeah. I don't even know what to say to you right now. <laughs> just, uh, like, well, me I don't and even you to respond to that. Me and you are like peas and carrots. That's all I gotta say. And uh, yeah, no, like Fresno Smooth. Actually, I, I, I literally, uh, I should probably should have married this one girl because for Christmas one year she bought me Fresno Smooth on DVD to replace my VHS copy. And uh, if any girl is willing to go on like whatever site that you would have to go to to get a DVD copy of Fresno Smooth, she probably deserves some sort of an engagement ring. 
He had to put some work into that, I would have to think. Yeah, like that's not like you that's not like you don't just Google like Disney flicks and, and it's up there. It's like that I I I assume that there was some pretty like there was like a shady website probably as as gross as the uh uh the taco place that um Ron Jeremy managed uh to to go find Oh wow, his DVD. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That was that was pretty bad. I bet the tacos were good though. Oh, for sure. The, the the grosser the taco place, the better the tacos are. I, I, yeah. if, if California has taught me that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's authentic. For sure. But uh, James Hansen, always a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. One last time, where can people get more information and, and uh, where can they literally buy everything on the Dirt Bikes for President website for around 100 bucks? It's literally just dirtbikesforpresident.com um, okay. I got your order while, while you were talking by the way sweet right after on my, on, on my cell phone um, perfect so but, you know uh, yeah, I was just, just bullshitting and like bikes. pretending to put in an order <laughs> yeah I wanted to verify that for, for the viewers of the infomercial yes of course the many viewers that will uh, be staring at their phone the entire time imagining what it might look like for me to be sitting on my couch leafing through the Dirt Bike for President catalog uh, whilst um talking to you on the phone with my headset on but uh yeah, yeah. always a pleasure my friend uh, uh thank you for coming on and and, and chit-chatting a little bit don't hang up just yet but for podcast sake we'll cut it off right there 